Hello, everybody. This is the Nutrition Translator Podcast, where we discuss plant-based nutrition, longevity, biohacking, neuroscience, psychology, self-healing, and much more. My name is Colleen Kuhn, registered dietitian, plant-based health coach, and your host. Welcome to the show. You may be feeling like it is a time of mass confusion for you, and it is for many of us. Please remember that confusion means you are about to have a breakthrough. Know that there is a timeline that our egos and minds want, and then there's a timeline that our higher self needs to heal and grow. And this can be really confusing, frustrating, and annoying. But where can you trust a little more that in this uncertainty, things will eventually work out in your favor? Where can you lean in a little bit more and find the openness? Because as you expand, the old stories will no longer fit. And everything is birthed from darkness. So if you're feeling like darkness is washing over you, close your eyes and notice the magic and the whispers and the sweetness in the dark. Winter solstice is coming up. December 21st and winter solstice is a time of quiet energy where you get the opportunity to look within yourself and to focus on what you really want and need. It's a time to set goals and intentions for the coming year, to examine and let go of the past, and to make changes within ourselves. Solstice is essentially tied to a personal awakening. Last summer solstice, I went to an event here in Portland, and they had us write down our goals on a postcard. And I have the postcard right in front of me. And it was postmarked uh, 12, 21, 18. I made a little date there. And they actually sent it back to us this summer, just as a reminder, like six months in, you know, just reminding, oh, how are you doing on your goals? And you can hang it up on your fridge and you had the postcard. And what I wrote down for my goals and missions of 2019 were this. There are four. The first one was to help people come back to themselves. The second was to speak up and make a shit ton of videos, podcasts, showing my personality to the world. Number three was to teach on a bigger scale. And number four was to let go and surrender the story that I am not worthy or capable of doing these things. And what I've learned along the process of this year of leaning into the uncomfortable and putting myself out there with being a coach and helping hundreds of people heal and making myself more visible with videos and creating this podcast and teaching on a bigger scale is that I am capable and I have accomplished all of these things. I'm so fucking proud of myself. 
And I also learned that it wasn't about, quote unquote, letting it go. It was more about befriending the part of me that didn't feel like it was enough. Befriending my inner critic and acknowledging that it was just trying to protect me because it felt so unsafe to do all of these things and hiding felt safer. So this winter solstice, it's a time to reflect and recreate yourself. I would encourage you to spend at least an hour on December 21st to light a candle, keep all the lights off, and embrace the darkness. Turn off your phone, turn off your laptop, turn off the TV, turn off your smartwatch if you have one, and just take the time to think deeply about yourself, about your past, and about what you want in the future. Think about the stories you're telling yourself. Notice all the parts of yourself, the inner critic, the part of you that feels hurt, the part of you that might want to hide, and the part of you that wants to express itself into the world. And how could you be a little kinder to yourself this next year? And remember, it is a time of darkness, and this is good because everything is birthed from darkness. And confusion means you're about to have a breakthrough. I wrote a short poem to get your creative juices flowing as you reflect this summer, this winter, summer solstice. I'm getting my, my mind is in Costa Rica because I'm leaving for Costa Rica as we speak in two days. So my mind is on warm weather, I suppose. I keep saying summer solstice, but winter solstice on your intentions for the new year. It's called the answer. The answer is to hang with that uncomfortable feeling a little longer. The answer is to keep stepping out into the unknown despite the fear. The answer is to open your heart and let the vulnerable part have a say. The answer is to speak up for what you need. The answer is to celebrate how much you have changed already. The answer is to self-disclose more. The answer is to build a new skill set of regulating your nervous system. The answer is to keep asking for support in doing this. The answer is to not give up, especially when you have come so far. The answer is not to avoid. The answer is not to hide. The answer is not to blame. The answer is not to give in to the familiarity of abandoning yourself. What is incredibly glorious is someone moving through the agony and pain of growth while regulating their nervous system and not allowing for collapse because nothing stands in their way of complete alignment, truth, and love. The magic will happen if you see this through. You can't stop now. My love, your expansion and breakthrough is coming, so keep holding on. Since we are on the topic of goal setting today, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the process, the process with a capital T. During the process of healthy change, things can feel really slow because you are doing it sustainably and you're doing it with 1% small shifts at a time. And it's all about those 1% shifts. 
These 1% shifts will not feel like enough because the truth is they're not enough to get you unstuck. But the thing is, if you do it the way you have done it before with overwhelming yourself all at once with a million different things, you're going to get so frazzled, you're going to collapse and you're going to stop. And we don't want you to get overwhelmed. That's not the goal. We want you to feel like it is, it is possible. It is realistic. It's challenging, yes, but realistic. And that's why it's all about the 1% shifts, which add up to huge transformation over time. So remember, things are technically moving fast enough, but maybe not fast as you would like. I know. But it's healthier and you are building a solid foundation and will, it will always feel a little bit slower this way. So ask yourself, can you feel hopeless and still move forward? Can you feel sad and see the possibilities? Can you feel afraid and still take a risk? Can you feel alone and see the abundance of connection available to you? Can you set boundaries and still love deeply? Can you feel frustrated and still show up for yourself? Can you have blind spots and know that you're still making progress? None of us have it figured out. Just keep going and do your best to enjoy the view along the way. You know, and also as we're moving into the new year, there's a concept of doing like a a 30-day quick fix 30-day diet to get you back on track that's really popular as we move into the new year. Remember that the solution isn't committing to a perfect meal plan and then adding in a bunch of exercise that's compulsive for as long as you can take it. You know, 30 days of that is a lot, but it's not about that. That's not the solution because this only sets you up for distraction from what's really going on And what's really going on is that there's disconnection from your body. And we're only reinforcing this disconnection when we put ourselves on these plants. And what happens then is that it backfires on us and we end up binge eating. Then our weight goes up and down, weight cycling. Our body image takes a big nosedive downward. So what we need to do is we need to allow for more wiggle room and for that slowing down, for allowing it to take longer than you would like, because like I said before, it's healthier. And this right here, guys, this is a power move. This is a power move. Your pace and flexibility are proof of healing and emotional maturity. So if you can slow down and allow it to take longer than you would like, says a lot about your healing and maturity emotional maturity and this kind of goes along with perfectionism i'm a recovering perfectionist perfectionism almost prevented me from starting this podcast before legit before my first podcast i was lying in fetal position on the couch crying and like shaking uncontrollably I'm not kidding. If you go back and listen to my first podcast, I talk all about this, but I was lying there. I had all my podcast equipment. I had it all set up. 
and I was just lying on the couch in fetal position crying because I didn't like part of me didn't want to do it and what I understand now that a part of me was so scared of putting myself out there which is my inner child and my protector the perfectionist was telling me I know you can't do this because everyone is going to hate it and you're going to be rejected you know that I was trying to protect that inner child because she was so scared and this inner turmoil was overwhelming because like part of me like wanted to do it and I want to show it up show up for myself and I made this goal for myself at at winter solstice and I I told a bunch of people that I was going to do it and I had the accountability and I was like there by myself battling this and I finally just fucking did it I just did it and I think I just did it on the first take I did. I did it on the first take. I remember I, I did it again, but the second take didn't sound as authentic and real. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm just going to do the first take because this is what this is what it was. And it was messy and imperfect. And I look back on that first episode. I'm really proud of myself because I completed it and it was imperfect. If I wanted to make it perfect, I never would have completed it. Because the truth is, there's no such thing as perfect. It would just, I would have just kept doing it over and over and over and over. And like, oh, I'll change this. I'll change this. I'll change this. And then I'll just end up giving up because it would never have measured up to my impossible expectations. And that's the thing with perfectionism. It's an impossible expectation to hold ourselves to. And we never get anywhere. And this reminds me of a famous story of a Zen master who shows what beauty is for him. A young monk is sweeping his garden and tries to do his best job at this. And he cleans it so perfectly, quote unquote, that there's no dust left. And contrary to his expectation, the old master is not happy with his work. The young monk thinks for a while and and shakes the tree so some dead leaves fall down. And the master sees this and smiles. Because this is the beauty of completeness. When the young man tries to sweep the garden so that there's no dust, he is striving for perfection. Trying to achieve perfection means renouncing anything that is ugly or shadow, which is actually impossible. This is an impossible standard to withhold as humans because we all have shadow sides. We all have imperfections. And trying to be perfect is dismissive and places judgment on our humanness. The garden with some dead leaves is the beauty of completeness. My first podcast (laughs) with lots of fucking dead leaves. (laughs) The beauty of completeness. Completeness will contain things that are perceived as not beautiful, but I think actually is incredibly beautiful when we shift our perspective from seeing this beauty of completeness. And we're going to achieve way more in life with this mindset. Yes, the drive for perfectionism can take us pretty far, but not on a soul level. It'll take you as far as your ego wants to go, but you're going to feel empty inside. So, my love, beating yourself up for not doing it right just negates the fact that you're human and you're in a human body, and you're having a human experience, and it only pushes you further away from your ideal outcome, which is 
expressing yourself and letting your soul have a say in all this. And like I keep saying, it's going to probably take a little longer um, because you're doing it in a way that might feel a little uncomfortable, might be a little bit longer, but let it look messy. This is normal. This is human. This is a human thing to happen. And just take a look at, n- at nature. This happens in nature every day. Nature is far from perfect, but it's the most miraculous thing ever. And think about how long a tree takes to grow. You know, it's a slow process, but it grows in all these weird, beautiful ways. And you can learn from your experiences and be kind to yourself and just move forward. It doesn't, you don't have to be perfect to be loved. You are already loved. You're already whole. You're already divine. Just keep walking. The messier, the better. That is my thing. Messier, the better. And you'll be so proud of yourself when you look back and you say, I I started, I started. And I just encourage you to start wherever you are. Start messy, start trembling, start with your voice shaking. Start crying, start start with yourself lying in fetal position on the couch. It's okay, just start. You don't have to have it all figured out to get started. Another note is as you're moving along the process, you're probably going to hit a plateau whether that's a weight plateau or you know what, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, whether that's career or business or health, you're probably going to hit a plateau. And when you hit a plateau, it's because what has happened is there is a breakdown in the fundamentals somewhere. And what I mean by that, like fundamentals, for example, of good health are, are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough quality sleep? Are you attending to your needs and self-care? Are you getting enough emotional support? Are you doing deep breathing? Are you getting enough regular movement? Are you eating whole foods, healthy fats, vegetables, and a diet low in processed foods and sugar? The fundamentals, and they're not as sexy. They're not, unfortunately. And in a diet culture that we live in, we're attracted to things that are shiny and sexy. And the thing is, though, is like when we're wanting those things, when we're wanting the shiny magic pill or the quick fix, we're not listening to our bodies and we're really missing the point of everything. We're missing the point. Re- refocusing back in on the basics with support will help you get unstuck. It will help you get pla- past the, the plateau. So if you notice yourself hitting a plateau, remind yourself, It's not about the shiny magic pill. It's about coming back to the fundamentals, repetition of the fundamentals and listening to your body because your body has all of the answers that you'll need. And I think the last thing I want to talk about is saying no. Like where can you say no more? How can you set better boundaries? I like to think of boundaries as a dividing line that actually will bring you closer together in relationship. It might not feel like it when we're setting boundaries, but it actually will bring us closer. Boundaries really have nothing to do with or how much you love someone. And it's not your job to take care of someone's feelings. It's not your job. It's actually 
benevolent and respectful for you to allow an adult human being to process their emotions on their own. We don't get to control other people's feelings. And if you allow your boundaries to be crossed, you're trying to control their feelings. Okay, let's hear that again. If you allow your boundaries to be crossed, you are trying to control their feelings. Because what this means is it's really about us at that point. Because we don't want to feel bad or guilty about their feelings about us. By crossing your boundaries, you're trying to control whether they feel angry or disappointed in you or not. And what is happening there is it's more about caretaking at that point. And that pattern is selfish. You're not selfish. The pattern is. The pattern of that. It's really hard to set boundaries and even harder to keep them. And it's important for your growth and the other person's growth. It's vital for that. And it will bring you closer together. So those are some thoughts on boundaries and saying no more. Where can you say no more? Where are you overextending yourself? Um, it's if I'm also a recovering people pleaser, and I know a lot of you guys are too, it's okay. It's okay. I know we want to do it out of the kindness of our hearts. We want to help people. We want to make them feel better. But what that is is also it is also a selfish pattern because what it, we're really doing is we we don't want them to. Th- think negatively about us so it's more about us controlling how they feel about us it comes back to us Um, so if you really want to treat yourself well and you want to treat the other people well too speak up for what you're really needing and hold true in that because it will benefit both of you boundaries are good Okay, so some questions to leave you guys on. What are your top three long-term goals for the year 2020? And you can think big, like similar to what I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast with my goals and my missions with the the four. They were like very generalized, very big, um, and, and a lot. And I would also encourage you... So then after making these big goals, I think this is where a lot of people fail in their New Year's resolutions is that they make them so big and broad that they don't end up breaking them down. So yes, please make the vision. Do that. Do your long-term goals. But then what small and perfect action steps can you start today with moving forward with these long-term goals? And then I would encourage you Make them make these small and perfect actions every two weeks, like renew them. So what can you do to it? Okay, I'm what I mean by small and perfect actions. These are considered more like smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and time framed. So I will drink eight ounces of water first thing when I wake up in the morning for three days a week for the next two weeks. So it's realistic. Maybe every, every single day feels like a lot. 
So I'm going to do three days a week. It's time framed. It is specific. It's measurable. And then I can reevaluate after two weeks. I can add another goal if I want to move towards the maybe my maybe my long term goal was to like to stay hydrated, to make sure I'm hydrated. So that would be an example of a small and perfect action that would encourage you guys to focus on making when you're when you're going through the journey and the process of moving towards your long-term goals. The next question is, can you allow yourself to be okay with the 1% shifts? And can you allow yourself to let it look messy at first? And the whole time, really. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's going to look messy the whole time. Can you allow that? Can you just allow that to be there? Because you're human and it's okay. Another question is, what fundamentals of health might you be skipping over? And are you distracted by quick fixes going into the new year? And if you are, how can you change this mindset to something more sustainable? Maybe this is the year where you don't focus on quick fixes. Maybe this is the year where you're going to really do it sustainably because it's exhausting doing the quick fixes. They, they, they don't really fix anything. Where can you say no more? What boundaries can you set this year? And my last question and most important question is where can you get support? Because let me tell you, I would have not accomplished any of these long-term goals that I was telling you about without investing in myself and getting support because the accountability is huge and having a mentor and a coach to root you on during this messy process because it feels like a lot. And it's easy to give up. It's easy to collapse when we're feeling tired and when our nervous systems are freaking the fuck out. It's real easy to, to give into that. So where can you get support? All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the goal setting podcast today. I wish you a very beautiful winter solstice. And remember that everything is birthed from darkness. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show today. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one -on -one for nutrition and lifestyle coaching, I would love to connect with you. Click the link in the show notes to apply today. I only take on a few clients at a time because it's so individualized. So go ahead and click that link right now if you're feeling called. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you.